Welcome to the Fearless Vampire Podcast. I'm on a heartfelt mission through the art of conversation and storytelling to inspire women to pursue their creative entrepreneurial journey with reckless abandon. I'm your host, Taylor, a six-figure photographer and business coach based in Colorado. I'm a right-brain mompreneur to two toddler boys, devoted deep conversation holder, and your personal alpaca cuddle liaison. My hope is that you leave our time together feeling empowered and energized to build your dream life. Learn more at fearlessvampire.com. As an entrepreneur, you are literally all the departments of your business. You are the marketing department, the design department, the client relations department, human resources, legal. I mean, you are literally the department for every element of your business. So when you are wearing 17 different hats, how do you stay consistent, motivated, disciplined when it feels like you're being pulled in a different direction all the freaking time? I'm super excited for today's one-on-one coaching call With Chloe Dawson, who has become an internet friend, we have not met in person, which is crazy because we actually went to the same university and we met through a podcast through, was it the Get Focused Photography podcast, Chloe, with Dan, Dan the man? Dan Moyer. (laughs) Dan, Dan's awesome. He is so (laughs) awesome. And I'm so excited you're here today. Thanks so much for being here, Chloe. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is great. This is my first podcast, yeah. so this is so this is fun. <laughs> what? You look like a natural with your headphones on, and we just spent like ten minutes talking before we even started this call. So <laughs> you see, you feel like a natural. Yes, you we're are very flowing, natural. We're doing it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, cool. Well, Chloe, give us a quick intro. Tell us about who you are, where you're from, what you're all about. Go ahead, yeah, drop yeah. it. Okay, cool. So I am based in South Jersey and in Philadelphia. I actually live in New Jersey. I'm about 20 minutes um, car from Philadelphia and about another 20 minutes train ride from the city. So I live super close right over the bridge. I've been doing photography. Well, that's kind of a gray area, but I started my business in 2020, (laughs) probably like most people. (laughs) But um, I actually started, my photography journey started way back in college. So my undergrad degree is in visual journalism, and I have my master's degree in business leadership. For a while, um, I was dabbling in photography, but then it's I, I didn't touch my camera for a really long time. And Fast forward to 2020, I finished my master's program and I kind of was at um, a fork in the road. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I always knew in the back of my head that I needed to take my photography more seriously because it was something that I definitely was passionate about. And I can honestly say it's the one thing when I'm shooting, I do not absolutely think about anything else, which is very rare for me and my <laughs> crazy brain of mine. But I was talking to a sorority sister and she was like, well, what are your passions? Like, what do you like to do? And I was like, oh, I'd like to take photos. And she was like, okay, you're going to have your website to me and your portfolio to me in a month. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm diving right into this. And I got connected with some people in my town who invited me into this Facebook group of all these photographers in my tri-state, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York area. And I literally dove (laughs) straight into this photo world. And so I've been doing weddings and families and events, and it's just been a crazy roller coaster the last like two, three years, I guess. 
Oh my gosh. Okay, so what's your friend's name? Because we all need to be friends with her. Whoever whoever it was that was like, give me your website, your portfolio, oh, you're oh doing this. <laughs> I forget I her name off the top of my head, but she has actual like, she talks to like Fortune 500 companies about their leadership styles and things like that in, in their business. So she like, I just networked with her and I was like, hey, can we get on a one-on-one call and just like, you know, kind of like shoot the shit? <laughs> type of thing so we did and she just put like this little nugget in my brain and yeah that's how it all came about which we all need her in our life yeah we all need a little kick in the butt sometimes (laughs) that's amazing oh my gosh what a great friend to have and I did not I guess I didn't realize Chloe that you just started your business in 2020 so Oh my gosh. Like you're, I'm on your website right now. And of course we're going to link it in the show notes. Your website is incredible. So who, tell me about what that, yeah. Tell me about what that process was like getting your website because most people, their first website sucks. Like sometimes it's great, but most of the time, like we go through, like mine did, mine was awful. Oh my gosh. I had like papyrus font with like bright purple and like Wix website with the, with the free Wix banner at the top. Like which is like no shame in that game, but you nailed your branding, your website. It's gorgeous. So did you know straight out of the gate who your dream client was? Because I feel like you're really, you really hit the nail on the head here, Chloe. I did not think you were only, you know, two, three years in the business. So what what was that journey like? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I will definitely confess I was definitely there with the free Wix banner also at one yeah. point in my life. Um, <laughs> but so my website designer, the power of the internet, her name is Chloe as well. And her website is Wonder Creative. She's based in Georgia and she's amazing. We She gave me like Google surveys and documents. She wanted to know like my perfect Saturday. And that's how she like really tapped into me and like my emotions and like who I am as a person. She even created a Spotify playlist for me while she was like designing my website. So no she way. Could, like, really, really. Yeah. So she could really, Ooh, you really, hit really, the like, nail. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head finding a designer because that's one thing I yeah. think a lot of entrepreneurs are nervous about is like, why would I hire a designer? I can do it myself. But when you get a designer who really understands the core and the essence of your business and your brand, ooh, watch out. Like it shows, mm-hmm. it shows. Yeah. And before that website, I had Pixie Set. And Pixie Set has great templates and like just great basic like home contact portfolio, like all that kind of stuff, um, which is no shame to who used it. I've used it too. Um, and then you asked me about like my ideal client. Um, yeah. I think- I I think I'm just naturally drawn to the city. My mom grew up in the Bronx and she would take me to the Bronx when I was younger and we would drive the train and we would go to like Spanish bakeries. And I think that's like some of my earliest childhood memories of like getting on the train, getting on the subway. My dentist when I was younger was in Philly. So I loved going to the dentist. I'm also one of those weird people that loves to get her teeth cleaned. Oh, I do too. Have you ever had like braces or a a root canal or anything? Never had braces. um, Me either cavity here and there but I, I really do love when like they scrape your teeth out and get all the yep. stuff. <laughs> I've I've never had dental work either and so oh. my my husband though has had everything imaginable and so he hates the dentist and I'm like I get to go to the dentist today and my teeth are gonna feel so clean and he's like you're so weird and I was like I love it but I've never had my face drilled 
either. So I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> no, 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 thanks. We'll, we'll keep flossing and brushing our teeth so we can avoid that. <laughs> exactly. Well, Chloe, okay, so tell me about this bridge, because it sounds like you're already talking about like this bridge connection between your previous jobs and entrepreneurship. It's part of your brand. You've already mentioned the bridge that you like literally live in between these two cities. Why is the, why is this bridge so iconic for you? Because I love that you weaved it into your branding, like visually, but also I'm hearing like, I'm hearing nudges towards like just this, this idea of bridging in your business and being a part of the city. Like I am a total mountains girl. So I I love that you love the city and that's what lights you up and inspires you. But I want to hear more about the bridge because it shows up a lot in your branding and, and already in how you're, how you're communicating about your business. Yeah, I think the bridge has, and it's so funny that you actually bring that up because it's like, huh, it's one of those things where it's like, it can be very like, just like, oh, that's just like my logo type of thing. But when you asked me that question, it, it like immediately kind of just like dove into like a, something totally different that I don't think I ever really thought about only in a way of like, oh, that's just the Ben Franklin bridge. That's just a logo. That's just a part of my brand. But when you actually like really do kind of like deep dive and think about it, one part of that question is when I was getting into photography or pretty much just like just thinking about my career in general, like when I was at that fork in the road, like I love teaching, teaching's in my blood, all of my my dad's side of the family, they're, they're teachers. I love leadership. I love delegating and just kind of looking at like mission statements and vision statements and all that kind of stuff. But then I know that I'm creative as well. So I, at some point I was like, I need to somehow marry all those things together. I'm trying to find a bridge to put those put those together. And some days I do. Some days I get to work with kids and that teacher part can come out of me and then I can be creative. And then, you know, the business part, I got to go home and send out invoices and their galleries and all that kind of stuff. But the bridge, and then on the other side of that is, I think it would have to be like, I just love, I love just being out in the world. (laughs) As very um, Sagittarius of me would say, um, I think one of my favorite places to (laughs) be is... (laughs) My favorite place is to be is the airport. And I, when I'm going over the bridge, and it's so funny because I go over that bridge like maybe like two or three times a week and it's not anything special. But when I go over the bridge, it's still so fun and exciting. And I'm like, oh, I'm going into the city. It's like a new adventure. So yeah, I just think I'm just an adventurous person. <laughs> I love that that's part of your business though. And part of your brand experience. That's amazing. I love how you have literally bridged all these elements of your life into this beautiful brand. I mean, that's, that's what branding is, is it's bringing together pieces of your life. You just brought a really cool visual and emotional element to it. So kudos to you. I love it. Thank you. I didn't want to even like thinking about it that way, but thanks. (laughs) It's, it's, it's funny how things just like naturally like come up and unearth themselves whenever, whenever you have to get to the heart of your business. Yeah. And I, I think, I don't think I've ever really like, I mean, I guess subconsciously, yes, I I probably was like connecting the dots, but like, I'm more of a person where I have to go, I'm more of like my gut, like I I need to like go with my instincts kind of person. So when I was living in West Virginia, I, um, 
I was in, you know, small town, Charleston, West Virginia. And, you know, I get to know all the business owners and the politicians and, you know, just the people that work around town. So I got really inspired by community development and like economic development. And I didn't want to go back to school for, I didn't want to go back to school for community development because I know that would like pigeonhole me into like just one little corner. So I wanted to do something more broad. And that's where I kind of fell on business leadership and Thankfully, the University of Charleston, you know, right across the river has a great, a great program. So I think my instincts and just like kind of like listening to myself has led me to subconsciously bridge all these things together, which I kind of just thought about what you made me think about. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, yay. Well, I'm really grateful to learn about your history and how this kind of was birthed for you, how this business was birthed for you. So let's get into the question. Chloe, your question was, how do you stay consistent with the routine and stay disciplined throughout your day, especially as an entrepreneur? And you come from a background, it sounds like your business background was probably really structured and rigorous. And I think a lot of us are born into that world where you do the nine to five and there's no question about what your routine is supposed to look like. So My first question for you, this is our first time ever really like getting to meet and talk together. So I'm really excited, but I don't know a lot about your history because everybody up to this point has been one of my former students that I've either known for the last two years plus, and I've got to know really intimately. So my first question for you, Chloe, is, is this your full-time job? Is photography and is this full-time for you? It's so scary to say that, but yeah, I (laughs) I would never recommend this to anyone else. (laughs) But like, yeah, I totally jumped full head first into this. I was like, well, I guess you did. (laughs) I guess I'm full time now. Um, But it was so funny because like when I left my full time job, I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go off the deep end and go right into the stock. I'm just going to keep my job. But then when all, when I was like, wow, I can make this. I can travel here. I can meet this person. I was like, okay, full time job. You got to go. See you. Good for you. That's amazing. How cool is that? I also went in, I dove in head first. And I don't know, like whoever your higher power is, God, the universe source, I think you get rewarded the bigger the risk and the scarier that things are, the more reward that you get from your higher power. Like, wow, okay, well, I guess if you're quitting your nine to five, you're in this thing. Let's start, let's get things moving. And so I love that you so clearly, so clearly communicated that with your higher power. Yes, I 100% agree. Yeah. Okay. So, so your work is probably relatively seasonal then, right? Like spring, summer, fall, this go, go, go time. And then winter comes and it's like, huh, now what? Yeah. Does that sound right? <laughs> yeah. That's where we're at now. January. Like, it's like, it's so funny because like Christmas comes and like New Year's comes. And it's like that winter. Oh crap. What am I about to do? It starts creeping in like at the end of December. And then January gets here and they're like, uh, what am I going to do until like April? Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Um, I kind of got a taste of it last year. This, you know, that three month span where things are kind of just like a doll. So now I'm in it again, but there's so much to be done and I need to like write a list of everything that needs to be done. Right. And I, I I love that you mentioned that you're a Sagittarius. So do you feel like squirrel brain is one of those things that you constantly struggle with? Like, oh, ooh, gosh. shiny object, but like also adventure, but also I need to get this done. But also this is really, this looks really enticing. 
I think I've developed adult ADHD or I don't know if it's maybe just because I started a new business and there's little fires that needs to be put out everywhere. Right. If you could see my room and it's so funny because I I have my desktop turned so you cannot see my messy room. (laughs) And my messy room is definitely a product of like my ADHD brain where like there's stuff over here, there's stuff over there, stuff everywhere, but they're all like a work in progress project, right? So yes, I very much do feel like there's like things going on (laughs) everywhere, which is where the question comes in. It's like, how do you, you know, just stay disciplined and stay motivated and consistent and not feel overwhelmed that all these things have to be done? Right, right. Okay, so the first thing that I wanted to let you know, especially with the season that we're in, where it is winter, things are slow. And theoretically, there's like time off, but there's also, as an entrepreneur, I know for me and Chloe, I imagine you're the same where I'm like, ooh, I don't have work for three months. Let's go to Costa Rica. Like, let's plan a trip. Let's get out of town and get out of the, get out of the cold. And so, but I want you to like, hear me loud and clear that you have my full permission. I will like write a prescription for you to do literally nothing because our work is so seasonal. As photographers specifically, we make the bulk of our income in six months, like an, a year's worth of income in six months for, for a lot of people. I know for me, May through October, I make all my income and then I have literally nothing to do for six or seven months. And so you have my full permission to go, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to ride this wave and do nothing. Like work is seasonal. The seasons are seasonal. So our energy should be seasonal as well. Like we should go with that ebb and flow and you don't always have to be producing and doing and creating and keeping people engaged. So where do you feel this need for consistency primarily? Is it in social media? Is it for your mental health? Is it for specifically business? Like, where do you feel this like guilt of needing to be consistent and showing up? Yeah. So I think that's just a good word for guilt. And I know people, you can tie, tie a bad meaning to the word guilt, but for me, that's a good term just because so... I am, I'm single. I don't have any kids. It's just like me and my dog. So a lot of the times, and I know this might sound selfish, but like a lot of times I'm only really thinking about, I'm only really thinking about myself and like what I have to do on a daily basis. So that's not selfish. That's just where you are right, right now. That is where you are in life. And I look back on, I'm married. I have a dog. I have two kids, you know, three alpacas, two goats and a partridge and a pear tree. And so (laughs) I think back to the days where I'm like, what was it like when it was just me and Mason? And it it was a lot harder to develop a routine when it was just me and my dog. So like, don't feel, don't feel guilty. Don't feel like selfish. This is, this is where you're at and you get to own it. Yeah. And that's what I'm totally trying to embrace. But I guess that guilt comes in where it's like, oh, I am kind of rolling out of the bed, whatever time that I want. I am starting my work whenever I want. And I think I feel guilty in a sense that like I have all this time, but I don't feel like I'm using it to the greatest potential that I can use it just because I am sometimes so scatterbrained or there is 51 million little fires that have to be put out or whatever. And then that to take it a step further, it's like I want to create good habits now so when that time does come where I do want to create a family or there is some type of like 
huge emergency is that like I already had this great foundation set up for me. I don't, I'm not doing it while I do have two plus kids, two dogs, husband, whatever. So yeah, I think that's where the guilt comes in for me. So do you feel like the guilt then motivates you? Like, cause there, there is like a healthy level of guilt, right? Like you, we can't just not do anything all day long, like Netflix and chill for months and years on end, because that would be clinically depressed. But doing it for a few months out of the year, that's okay. Like that, I think it's to- like all of December, you know what I did? I watched Hallmark movies That's lit- and like right. baked cookies. And so I yeah. didn't do a whole hell of a lot in December and that's okay. Do you have a morning routine, Chloe? And, and I'm not saying like, do you get up at 4 a.m.? But like whatever time you do get up, do you have a morning routine that you can lean into? Yeah, oh gosh. I think my morning routine is waking up opening my blinds, feeding my dog, taking him out. And then I think that's like kind of where it stops. Yeah, literally taking care of my dog is my my morning routine. Well, first, I love that you said that you open your blinds because I have just recently learned about friends who don't even open their blinds. They're like, oh, Oh it's like 4 p.m. I guess I should open my blinds. And I'm like, what? That's like step one. We get out of bed and open the blinds. And so I love that like that is a part of your morning routine. It's like an invitation for the world to come into your into your yes. space and into your home. I love that you that you even mentioned that. And taking your dog out. That's total routine. So when do you creatively flow the best? Like for me, it's in the afternoon. I am not a night owl. Don't ask me to do anything after 4 p.m. because I it will not happen. <laughs> And when I get up in the morning, my morning routine is so strong. Like I get up, we open our blinds. I turn on my tea kettle to make my pour over coffee. I go turn up the heat in in the room that I'm going to be in. I grab my journal. I grab my headphones so I can meditate. I get my crystals if I'm feeling really, really wild. My morning routine can be like a two hour long event, which is why I get up at 4am because my kids get up around seven. And so I work best in the afternoon. So when do you feel like you are in your creative flow where things really start happening? Oh gosh, I'm a total, total night owl. If anyone's listening and if you message me at 2 a.m. on Instagram or (laughs) if someone texts me at like three in the morning, there's probably a good chance I'm up fiddling on the computer or like scrolling on my phone or doing something. My brain doesn't really turn on until about this is where the guilty that guilty word comes into. I guess guilty and I feel bad. I really feel like I don't really get going until about like 3 to 7 p.m. or something like that. Okay, so I have a question for you then. Yeah. Like you should not feel guilty for honoring your internal clock and what your body is doing. So is this a belief that was given to you that you have to accomplish stuff between 9 and 5? Or is it an actual thing that you believe? I think it is a one of those like stereotypical things that's like ingrained in us. Like you have to be a morning person. You have to get up at 5 a.m. and go run three miles and then wake up and have an egg yolk at like 6 a.m. or something like that. I think (laughs) (laughs) I think it's so, um, you know, I guess stereotypical is the word is that everyone should be a morning person. Everyone should be waking up at 6 a.m. and knocking all of their workout or whatever. Um, my therapist, and she said the same thing that you said. She was like, if you're not a morning person, it is okay not to be a morning person. If your brain doesn't turn on creatively, if it doesn't turn on until 3 p.m., that's fine. 
There are days where I'm making reels at like 1.30 in the morning because that's where I feel most creative. And during the daytime, I feel very distracted by like, you know, I have meetings, I have calls. My parents are calling me, you know, everyone's up. So like at night, I'm like, okay, everyone's sleeping. No one's bothering. No one's bothering me. Now I can actually do work. Yeah, it's sacred time for you, which makes sense. And I I do think you should absolutely honor that and create that sacred space for yourself. Even if it's like, you know, it's four in the evening, five in the evening, and you're like, okay, I'm going to start doing, I'm all, I really love rituals. Like something that to me, like turning on the tea kettle in the morning, that's a ritual to me that I am ready to start getting things moving. And so if you could implement something around that, like that time when you know your flow is just about to get going, create a ritual, whether it's, okay, I'm going to sit and meditate for five minutes, or I'm going to go out and go on a run and really indicate to my body and my nervous system that we're just getting started. Mm, I like that. I like saying ritual just because it it, it adds an intentionality behind mm-hmm, it. Again, mm-hmm. even if it's just something really, you play the same song every day, whatever your MO is, um, that signals to yourself and to your body, this is my space. I am holding it for myself. It doesn't matter that it's not in line with other people's time. That was one of the questions I had. And I know a lot of night owls. My brain doesn't literally cannot function after 4 p.m. I've had a few girlfriends <laughs> invite me to like 5.30 yoga and I'm like, Absolutely not. I, I, I like. I'm not going to drive in the dark to go do yoga. But I was up at five o'clock this morning driving to yoga because it was it was a morning thing. So I feel like maybe you've already thought about this, Chloe. But getting into that rhythm. Well, one, have you read Atomic Habits? I haven't, but I do know the book. Get it. Read it. Read it. Read, read it. it. Read it. Like this okay. week. Because that was one of the most life-changing books that I've read. And I know Dan is a huge fan too. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but it was one of those books that just really changed my life and allowed me to honor the times and places and spaces that really helped me feel productive. Because if you ask me to be productive at night, it's not going to happen. And that's where that guilt like kind of comes in where I'm like, oh, I feel like I should because I have friends who are night owls or whatever it is. But Read, read Atomic Habits because that's really going to help you get focused on when to be consistent, when you can really make the most of that time when your energy is bubbling up, like you have to create, you have to do things. But mm-hmm. one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, have you thought about hiring somebody? As like a virtual assistant? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it definitely has crossed my mind. Um, and it has been brought to my attention that like, maybe you should get an assistant that will help you like iron out your brain. <laughs> um, yeah, I think ironing out your brain and also like an assistant who either I would say, go one of two ways an assistant because I I hired my first assistant, Brianna, and I love her. She went to WVU. I will send you her phone number. I love her to the moon and back. She still lives in Morgantown. I needed somebody who could compliment my, not weaknesses, but my blind spots. And she does that where I'm like all over the place. And she's like, okay, rein it in. Let's get Mm -hmm. some clarity because I don't know what you're talking about. And if I don't know what you're talking about and what your goals are, other people don't either. And you're not communicating them. And so you could go one of two ways, Chloe. I would say hire somebody. I would totally suggest hiring a VA. I think from all external appearances, you look like you're at a point in business where you're ready to hire somebody. So either hiring somebody who can 
manage your business during the hours that you do not have the energy to do it. So mm-hmm. whether it's mm-hmm. like you have, you, you hire somebody to answer emails, like coming in from, from inquiries once a day at 1 PM. So those are getting out during the day or have somebody to post on your social media for you in real time or schedule that out. You can schedule out social media posts. You can use Planoly. There's later. I know that there's a lot of options now. But hiring somebody who either can Mm -hmm. compliment you during the hours that you don't want to work or somebody who's also a night owl that you can collaborate with at two o'clock in the morning and bounce ideas off of. But it seems like, again, from this is just from external appearances that you are ready for that next level and having a virtual assistant, somebody who can blog and respond to questions or whatever it is that you want to pass off. That helps alleviate that guilt, like knowing that stuff's still getting done. Okay, somebody's writing a blog for me and getting the images ready. Somebody's responding to emails between, you know, noon and 3 p.m. And then I can handle everything after that. Or somebody's creating content or whatever it is that you have somebody else taking on. That alleviates that guilt. And also, again, going back to to your higher power, when you hire somebody, especially a virtual assistant, you are telling your higher power like, okay, I'm ready for the next level. I am now alleviating the stress off my plate of these really tedious tasks. There are a lot of really just tedious things we have to do. And like you said, putting out fires as entrepreneurs that we have to do that. I'm going to let somebody else do that so that I can use my creative energy to create other things or to grow or to meet new people or network, whatever your passion is, or start a podcast, whatever you want to do. But it communicates like that action alone communicates with your higher power. I'm ready for the next thing. Bring it on. Does that how does that feel for you? Does that feel like an alignment? Yeah, no, definitely. It definitely does. A lot of the jobs that I've been in, I've always been like a one one man show. Like when I was working at a newspaper, I was the only I was the social media manager. And it's like, oh, my gosh, like who am I going to bounce ideas off of? I mean, like. You know, we were an in-house newspaper team. So, you know, I had the graphic designer sitting across from me and I had the writers like next to me or whatever. I can like talk to them, but I didn't have like another social media person. There wasn't anyone that was like directly like that knew what I was like kind of doing. So I always need someone to like bounce ideas off of or just like talk things out like a math problem. Sometimes you just have to talk it out of your brain. You're like, oh, okay, never mind. Answer my own question type of thing. So having that virtual assistant to kind of like help you iron out your brain, iron out the wrinkles, it definitely definitely would be super, super helpful. That all goes to say is like, I think as a beginner and as a new business owner, I have to make sure that my finances are even straight. So I know that I can even afford a VA. So right. (laughs) Well, and I think I think communicating that up front, I mean, I, I told Brianna and now I have two VAs. Um, we have an accountant, like we're like a, an apprentice for photography, like we're, we're kind of building out our team. But Brianna was my first like investment into mm-hmm. this new world of having a team. And so I was very honest with her. I said, I can afford four hours a week and that's it. And of course, like after about three weeks, I was like, just kidding. Here's a hundred other things that I would love for you to focus on. But I think, yeah, getting a good hold on your finances and going, what can I afford? What price point and who can help me get there? But just to, to touch on what you were just saying, having somebody to literally be a space holder for you is huge. Um, I can't tell you the number of brain dumps that I have had with my all my you know virtual assistants and my apprentice and even students that I've worked with just to like brain dump and try to 
make sense of what's going on in my head, that really helps kind of developing this routine. And also it's somebody who's kind of holding you accountable, you know, like saying, yeah. Hey, like if, if you want me to do X, Y, and Z, I really need you to show up in this way and provide it for me. Mm-hmm. I love that word too. Um, accountable. I think that's another big thing for me in all aspects of my life with, um, working out. I, I have a trainer. I go to him, um, I go to him once a week and he holds me accountable. I'm coming in once a week. I either do a 30 or an hour workout, whatever it is that day. Um, and he holds me accountable and my therapist holds me accountable for, you know, my mental health and stuff like that. So I'm the type of person that like, just because my brains, I feel like it's just like, I can be up in the clouds and I feel like that's just a very Sagittarius trait, but I really do think a VA can definitely like pull me down and be like, Chloe, okay, today we're working on A, B, and C tomorrow we can work on D, F. And I think that's like a big, a big, big thing for new business owners. I mean, I, when I jumped into all of this, I had no idea that I would be like all over the place. I just like, oh, I'll just come with my camera. I'll take my photos and then I'll magically deliver these pictures to you. You never think about all the stuff that goes in between and that can either set you off the rails or that's going to propel you to move forward. And I think taking a hold of that and really harnessing all of that stuff besides not just taking photos is like really, really important to um, move your business forward. Right. I think that's one of the most jarring things as photographers, because like just, mm-hmm. just being a creative entrepreneur period means that our brains are constantly like, what's next? What can I do? How do I do this? And, and how do I also prioritize myself and my mental health and fit in a family or a pet or, you know, whatever it is. That's, I think, a natural tendency. And it's one of the mm-hmm. reasons it's it's one of the things that separates like the people who do it and the people who don't are the people who have that fire and that stoke and that passion, but maybe fall short on the organization. But that's that's what entrepreneurship is made out of. Right. Like that's what gets you to where you're going. And even if you can't like even if not can't, I don't like using the word can't, even if you decide that right now is not the time to hire a VA, getting an accountability business bestie who isn't somebody who's so close to you that they're going to be like, listen about my, listen to my relationship woes, but somebody who's just a couple degrees removed where you can say, Hey, we're literally just going to be accountability partners for each other. How can I support you this month, this week, today? And here's how you can support me. So even finding that business bestie, um, I think Aslan, coined that like in the third episode of this podcast, she has her business bestie that she bounces ideas off of and says, Hey, I really need help staying on track for X, Y, or Z. But that's also where like a a, a mentor can come in a business coach, um, a VA, if you're at that point, I think it's really great to have somebody to help you help you stay on track because it's just a natural part of business. And I think especially for photographers, we're like, yeah, I'll take pictures all day, please pay me. And then you get into it and you're like, oh, crap, this is only 10% of running of a photography business. Yeah, everything else is like mastering marketing and mastering client communication, getting legal stuff, you know, design. It's just it's a whole different world that we're not really prepared for when we jump into it. Yeah, I totally agree. I was hanging out with someone the other day and they're they want to get into the business as well. And they were just talking about like lenses and all that kind of stuff. And I know like two years ago when I was like trying to buy gear and all that kind of stuff, all that stuff looks so shiny and it looks so great. And then if I would have known just literally just two and a half, three years later, 
you know, if I would have known that information, what I know now, I was like, listen, lenses, they sound really great, but I would advise you to channel your money into a business coach. <laughs> yeah, business coach or getting a contract that like is legit or. <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't worry about the lenses. Go get a, a nifty 50 at Target 125. Use that and go use your other money for a business coach that's going to set you up. I always use a reference, and I don't know why this is in my head, but I always use a reference that I started my business, I opened up a pizza shop without technically having a lot of the <laughs> things that you need to run a pizza shop. Yeah. Oh, I grow. I, I ran my business with my, my with my nifty 50 for three years before yeah. I ever bought another lens, like like a D50 or something, or D, D300. I got it off Craigslist and a nifty 50. Yep. The $125 yeah. one. <laughs> and I will tell people, do not open a pizza shop if you do not have the things that you need to have to run the pizza shop. I mean, the oven will might be equivalent to the camera. Okay. So we all should probably have the camera, but like, as like, yeah. far as like, you know, all the other little things, a lens, and I don't know, whatever else things, they're like so frivolous to what is actually the core of your business. And now I'm like working backwards and it's, it's difficult. I mean, like it's not an easy task to kind of reverse engineer your <laughs> business. So, right. Yeah. But I mean, a, a, a lot of it is trial and error and seeing what works. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that we, we had this conversation because like, again, it is very hard because, or this sounds so like whiny, but it, it's hard because if your business takes off quickly, like it looks like yours did, it is really hard to backpedal and go, wait a minute, like, ah, shoot, I have to get all this stuff set up now, but I've also got, you know, however many weddings and family shoots, like how do I lay the foundation how do you lay a foundation on a house that's already three stories high, right? And yes. you're like, oh, if I move anything, it might just, it might shake it enough, which your business isn't going to come collapsing down. But visually, that's kind of what it feels like is seeing this like house that every time the wind blows, you're like, oh, is it going to topple? Okay, yeah. let's like lift the house, build the foundation, then set it down and come back like with a much stronger, you know, space. I will also say, if you do not have a CRM set up yet, Chloe, do you do you have a CRM? Is that yeah. part of your Okay, yeah, good. Use, yeah, I use Honeybook for a while. I did not, um, but I've been using it. I think it might be like a year now or something like that. But in the beginning, I didn't use one, and that was the analogy opening up the pizza shop without having the tools for a pizza place to functionally run. And that's another thing, like hold off on hold off on the 70 to 200 and <laughs> Yeah, and right. <laughs> It's a heavy lens anyway. You don't need the 135 or whatever you want for the bokeh. Just get the CRM first and learn how to use <laughs> learn how to use the CRM or hire an accountant that she can show you how to do your taxes because like or just let her do your taxes. Hire an accountant and be like, I'm done. I want to be hands off. Just yeah. give all your money to her. I know it's really expensive and it's not fun and it's not they're pretty. worth their weight in gold. Just do it. Just do all the boring, dry stuff first, and then you can get to all the fun stuff later and Absolutely. it makes it that, that much more sweet to really run your business when you have all of like the less fun stuff out of the way. Absolutely. Amy Porterfield, I don't know if you follow her, but she's a she she's a business coach, course content creator. 
And she coined what she calls a post-it party. And so anytime like I'm developing a, a new course, I literally get like the prettiest post-its I can find and like the, the metallic Sharpies. And I write down everything in my head that I have to get out. Cause I can't like, I, I know there's programs like Asana and I've heard great things about Asana, but I have to actually write down what my tasks are, what I need to do, what my goals are for the year, what fires I have to put out. I have to write them out and then stick them on a wall and I organize them by color. And so depending on how your brain works, Chloe, if, if you like just typing something out and putting it up, Asana is a great program for task management. But I also love just having a post-it party like one day a week and going, okay, what needs done this week? Who do I need to edit? Who needs a delivery or a gallery delivered? What gifts do I need to send out this week? And planning it out in a visual and colorful way. I love post-it parties. They help keep me yeah. organized. And then I can, it's so validating to like pull one off the wall and rip it up and throw it away. <laughs> feels good. Um, burn it. If you yeah. want to burn it, feel it if you're into pyro. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I am definitely a paper to pen type of girl. Um, I'm surprised I'm not taking notes right now. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to listen and like be present. You can go back and re-listen <laughs> to this all day long. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I'm definitely, I should do the post-it note party because I have this beautiful blank wall right here that I can post all types of stuff on Ooh, there. you can play some really loud music at one in the morning and just like get it all out <laughs> and do your post-it party. Pacing stuff everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's those like type of things that help build that build that discipline that I'm looking for. I don't I don't know what it is. I just it's so funny because when you when you mentioned I'll go back a uh, rewind when you were talking about I have to figure out a time where I don't want to work and I don't want to work between eleven and three p.m. because that's the time that I want to go out and explore the world. Right? Like today, I don't know how the heck. On January 4th, it's 64 degrees in New Jersey, but it is. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's mild and it's just like, it's not sunny, but it's nice outside. I want to go down to the beach. So I'm only like 45 minutes from the beach, which is great. And that's like how I want to live, I guess, like right now, my single, no kid life. Like that's how I want to live my life. Like during the day, I'm out, so I'm at the beach, I'm in the mountains, whatever I'm doing. And then when I come home at night, my brain's like, okay, we lived a little bit of life. Now time to do some work. I think I'm just totally, totally. backwards. I'm, I'm like, play first, work later, which is like, no one take that advice. But <laughs> No, no, absolutely. Like that's, that's why you're an entrepreneur. So you can enjoy your life. Like yeah. if you had to sit inside and just like look outside at all the dogs playing and people running, you'd be so pissed. And like, that's what people who are comfortable doing nine to five, like some people prefer that. They prefer like, that's their time to work. That's their time to focus. But I really just want to encourage you to honor your energy and when you do flourish. And I mean, I, I would go so far to say that like nighttime is meaningful for you because it's dark, because you don't have to see all the FOMO. Like you don't have to experience FOMO because there's yeah. like no lights to see what's happening, uh, what's happening around you. And when it's dark, it's like, you know, your like sensory overload kind of gets mellowed out. You can actually mm -hmm. focus because there's not that fear of missing out. And so oh honor that, lean yeah. into it. <laughs> uh, I'm learning so much about myself. 
<laughs> good, good. That's what I love about these calls. But I, I do think that we are conditioned from a very young age to join the rat race. And thankfully, our generation is definitely breaking that and going, you know what, that didn't work for me. What does work for me? And so I do think that even this this next generation that we're raising, like these kids that we're raising are going to go, yeah, I, I don't know, something something about working when it's sunny and beautiful just doesn't really sit well with me. And so yeah. lean into that. Don't don't let the uh, the hustle culture take over what you know in your heart and your gut, because I'm a gut person too. If it doesn't feel right in my stomach, it's just not. And so mm-hmm. I totally encourage you to lean into that. And I'm so grateful that we had the chance to have this conversation. Yes. Thank you so much. This was great. I learned you definitely put a lot of nuggets in my head. I'm going to have to write down before they leave my brain. But yeah, I learned- <laughs> Get your post-its. <laughs> Yes, I need my post-its. Uh, I have like 20 journals and like, so they're going to go somewhere. But this was so great. I learned a lot about myself and you definitely made me think a lot about stuff that I really, I took a step further, a little bit deeper. So this was, this was really great. I'm so appreciative of this. Oh, it's, it's, it's so fun to be Instagram buddies, but to actually get to have a real conversation and get on that deeper level Yes, about, you know, who you are and why you're doing this. It's so important. I just love these calls so much. They make me so happy. So thank you for being a part of it. Yay. This was awesome. Um, we are going to, of course, share all the ways that you can contact Chloe in the show notes here. Thank you so much for being here and listening to this one-on-one coaching call. I will see you next time. Thanks, Chloe. Yeah, thank you.